sounds like they, I think I keep asking me these questions and I keep having to Google them. <laughs> Hold on. I, I just don't like to like say these things and then be wrong. So I'm always like. <laughs> Wasn't it old Stingray, whatever his name is? Stingray, what's his name? Come on now. Uh, um. Stingray Rob. That's even cooler with two Bs. <laughs> Stingray Rob, what's his name? Rookie Stingray Rob. If you're referring no, to No, his name's really Stingray Rob. His name. I'm gonna call him Ray. Because <laughs> he's a man. I'm gonna call him Rob. Well, lap ten, man. I can't believe we made it. I know. Lap ten. Huge deal, man. Crazy times. It feels like it's should be like lap one or lap two still. Time flies when you're having whatever this is. <laughs> We've done this a few times now, and I still wonder, like, should we have an intro? Or... <laughs> if if more people would join our Discord, or Discord, if more people would join our Discord and tell us what they wanted, we would know. Yeah, Lab Zero Podcast, or leave comments on our YouTube page. Yeah, that's right. Or maybe we're just that good that we don't need to change. I doubt that. Oh, okay. But it's okay. I don't think we're there yet. <laughs> Unfortunate to announce our Canadian brother, Antonio, was not able Womp. to make it. Um, he's busy building Womp. race cars, which is super cool. Yeah. What a loser. I know. I'm kind of jealous. We're going to talk racing. He's really going racing. I know. We're all sitting in our, in our bedroom <laughs> what or whatever. Loser. This is what we think about. Well, anyway, um, Antonio, we miss you, brother. Wish you were here. But uh, NASCAR at Richmond was, you know, it was what it was. We'll talk about it later. But um, I guess this is not the the worst week to be missing our NASCAR guys, all I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. We've got plenty of topics to talk about from the sim world. We've got IndyCar at Texas, which was, I think, probably the best race of the weekend. And then we'll wrap up with a controversy that happened in Australia for the Formula One race. Yeah. Yeah. Let's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we'll Can't talk some Richmond, but like I said, it was like, nah. <laughs> mm. nah. Cars go in circles. Yeah, so. no. <laughs> Cars go in circles. Some this Rick, is our some podcast Rick. now. <laughs> Indy cars go in circles, but they have cool wings, and we like that more. <laughs> <laughs> they have a lot, a lot, a lot of lead changes. I mean, a lot. Yes. <laughs> anyway, um, why don't you kick us off with some uh, Team Goon Squad Endurance news yeah i'll get on that uh i ran it with tim again this weekend we i came in with a high hopes of a top eight finish i thought we were gonna have it and the beginning of the race it started off really well for us i think we were i was running down the top 10 cars there about 15 laps into the race it really started falling into my groove. And I knew everyone else was having tire wear issues and I hadn't seen them yet and caught everyone. And that's when my tire wear issues came into place and I had no front bite on the car, which really um, goes against my driving style. So everyone's Tim driving did much style. better. He probably <laughs> should have started the race and ran the first two stints and let me try to finish the race out the setup was 
awful for me. I can't couldn't attack the turns. But on a high note, our ex driver Jared Ziegler and Jeff uh, placed second, and they led the most laps in the GT3 class. So that was a Congrats. that was a good result for them. Yeah, good job, Jeff. Good job, Jared. Yeah, we. Um, but like I said, MSR just we got the setup wrong, and that's all on me. And I gotta suck it up and try to build a better setup next time for Fuji in two weeks and we'll see see what it goes but I was really proud of Tim he's come a long way we did only have four incident points all race which I was pretty impressed by in three hours way to go that's a clean that's clean yeah now my steering wheel came disconnected, so down the front stretch, I had to disconnect my steering wheel and put it back on my <laughs> base to get my shifting back. Were you in VR? Yes. Oh, perfect. Oh, gosh. <laughs> it literally was coming out of the final three turns. I went to go upshift, because I do a quick upshift and a downshift, and it didn't shift a second. And in my back of my head, I was like, uh-oh. And I came out, and I went to try to hit second, and it wasn't there. And I had, like, two more turns to make, and... I don't know if you've ever been in that position. It literally felt like three hours from those two turns of me trying to run those two turns in first gear. Oh yeah, it's horrible. To the, and then I finally got to the front stretch and I just disconnected my steering wheel off the hub and plugged it back in, punched it and grabbed second. I was like, hey, we're good to go. But then um, Tim was running down the front stretch into turn one and his son came in and laid on his keyboard and oh. turned the car <laughs> off. <laughs> Oh no! I heard Jared. Jared was in chat asking. He's like, "What happened? Y'all just pulled to the side there." <laughs> yeah, um, his kid turned turned off the car. So we had it had some things not go our way, but it they didn't do anything to the race. It's immersive. It's mechanical issues. Yeah, you know, engine yeah. engine blows up. Kid lays on your keyboard. Same thing. <laughs> what happened to you sounds like what happened to Pato Award in St. Petersburg. <laughs> Yeah, so. like an F one, if F one, they told him instead of that you just like you know push your kid off of your keyboard, it's like you know go through the restart, shut it down, go all the way through the restart, hit this, hit that, turn that. Uh, uh. Yeah, that's gonna pretty much wrap up what we have for the endurance series. I would tell everyone to please check it out. Um, this one was the pat. This one was broadcast. The next one's not broadcast. And then Le Mans to end up season A for this year is going to be broadcast. I'd go check out those broadcasts and please come race with us. We need, um, love to have a bigger field. Very, very open on, um, driver levels and, but it's clean and that's what makes it great. And a lot of learning can be done there. But uh, I was going to say I've raced in this league and I've got a super, super low I rating and all that good stuff. But, um, I'm not all that good. I still have fun with it. Um, and like you said, it's usually clean. Nobody's just trying to, you know, beat the fenders off of anything. Uh, keep it clean. You still have fun. And uh, there will be someone you're racing because it goes from like super, super good to me. So <laughs> you're pretty good, man. Come on. Oh, no, I'm not. Okay. I, I like I have fun. I have fun. That's all that matters. So. Yeah. <laughs> is it i mean yeah yeah uh, it's mostly it's all that matters to you um, anyway uh james east and the goon squad guys do such a great job with their broadcast hosting the league um 
at the very least, check them out on YouTube, join their discord. Um, they're just great guys, man. Um, and we thank them for all that they do for us. And we hope to continue to support them and help them on their way. Yeah. One drop on the old, uh, iRacing, I'm just going to throw out there. It has nothing to do with league racing or anything, but um, they did throw out rain. Threw a picture of it out there, right? Everybody's been talking about it, scrutinizing it. Could be fun. So uh, probably another level in these I, league races. So I think the rain, and this comes from me being a big endurance guy, that's going to throw real fun into endurance racing. Definitely the 24-hour races. Yeah. What if they just like release the Formula E car instead? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> I was going to say, we are talking about racing here. <laughs> wouldn't that be par for the course? They'd be like, hey guys, we know yeah. we've been talking about rain, but here's this car no one's going to drive again. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know there was Brazil sports cars or whatever they call <laughs> supercars. <laughs> they also said in that post about the rain, that they had a major breakthrough in the tire model, too. Oh, you mean they'll give us, like, more than one? I don't know what an it... An let me Let me quote them on this, because... Yeah, because the rain alone... and Sorry, we're probably going way too much into sim racing, but it's my <laughs> podcast. Do what I want. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the rain we've been waiting for. We've been asking for it. They've been kind of teasing it, and then they did dirt, and, you know, just kind of... <laughs> Never really went back to it. And so to have a picture of them actually having cars on track with rain on the ground, with rain falling, it looked like there was some spray. It's exciting to me because that's the most we've seen. Before it was like water on a camera and you're like, okay, you know. I'm excited. So from their Instagram post, their sentence says, the tire, tire model recently reached a significant milestone too. Don't know what that means, but maybe it's a what we've all been looking for when it comes to tire wear and modeling. What was the date on that? Was it April 1st? Because <laughs> I'd believe it. Yes. <laughs> oh, no. Now, they did say on their Instagram, they said, <laughs> usually we do an, a, a funny post on April. This is not April Fool's. This is a real, you know, thing. But <laughs> it also, they made it where they could just play it off as April Fool's. Pretty so, genius. Pretty genius. Yeah. We're watching yeah. UI racing. No April Fool's joke here. The iRacing team is making great progress with graphical physics and weather-based systems. The tire model recently reached a significant milestone to enjoy this complete real screenshot amidst all the pranks and fakes on the internet today. I did race a, uh, maybe they're getting serious on April uh, 1st for once because I did race a truck race and my paint job was the same as what I thought I was racing. Oh, because usually they swap them up. I mean, you race on April 1st, and you may get an old paint you haven't ran for three years. Like, they do that on purpose. They get with trading paints, and they just do April Fool's, so you don't know what paint job you're running. But this year, did not do it. I was racing the same scheme that I usually race. No more fools. They got our scheme right for the Endurance Series. There you go. The lap zero was on the car. Yep. Well, um, I guess before we move on to the good stuff, well, I'll... Just talk about Richmond for a second, just because you know how much I love NASCAR. Antonio, we miss you. Um, but uh, it was it was overall it was a good race. I don't think it was a bad race. Um, it 
I struggled giving it my attention because it was the third race that I had watched this weekend following Formula One and IndyCar. So my expectations were extremely um, realistic. <laughs> and uh, it, I, I did watch the whole race. Um, the, I will save some of the stuff for show notes if Antonio wants to cover any topic specifically. Um, we'll put them in the show notes, but in summary, Kyle Larson took the win of the race. Uh, the grid order of the top 10 really, I mean, it, it moved some, but for the most part, the race was pretty solid. Um, uh, as far as the top 10 went, there was uh, really no huge hiccups, uh, practice and qualifying were canceled. So they started in points order, which was a reminder to us of, uh, Hendricks all getting their points back. Um, because we saw Hendrix Motorsports cars just all over the front. Uh, and they did a really good job. William Byron ran a really, really strong race, was a definitely a contender to win up until um, one of the final laps getting spun out. Uh, there was a couple juicy things that happened, but like I said, overall, we didn't want to just forget about it because um, it did happen. I got to say, I got to say, my boy Harvick, the only thing I am going to touch a few things, but my, my boy Harvick, He's, I'm telling you, he's going to win one this year, and I'm happy for him because this is last year, you know, running full-time. Um, he looked good, strong again. He was up there, like you said. Everybody's saying same cars were kind of up there all day, but there is a little bit of controversy coming on the Martin Truex Jr. Um, he came in and got tires to everybody else there at the end. He got really, really ran over with those tires. Apparently, his, his crew did not tell him that he was on scuffs. It's all they had left. They threw like some four or five lap scuffs on or something. I don't know. They they pit early in the race, and so they put the scuffs back on. And so he actually he went out on scuffs, and his team didn't tell him. And he said, oh, well, that would have been nice to know. Um, apparently, his crew chief said that that wouldn't have mattered anyways. You know, we were, we were effed anyways um, because they were going out on scuffs, which... I think you still got to tell him, right, Norman? Like you got, you got to let him know. Yeah, um, I would have if I was crewing. Like if I was crewing for you and I racing, we're allowed to put scuffs on the car. I'm letting you know that you're on scuffs. I don't understand why you wouldn't give that divulge that information. Yeah, it's the weirdest thing. Ever. Like, and you could tell by what I didn't get to hear the radio, but I was reading what they were, you know, saying in the radio. And there's a lot of um explicit so i won't even go into it but it was i knew we were effed you know anyway so i didn't tell you and he says oh well that would have been nice to know yeah like well I, I, i'm not going out on 100 percent tires around everybody with 100 percent tires so i may race the track a little different maybe he he wanted to think he was on 100 percent tires and maybe get lucky yeah but you're not going to right we know that i mean it's but it's you you also it's not like you had a qualifying set of tires that only had like two laps on them. Like yeah. how bad were the scuffs? Yeah, I don't I don't know the exact number on that, but like you say, if you're going up against slicks on scuffs and they're more than ten plus, you're gonna see the difference. And if you drive them like they're brand new, you're really breaking those scuffs down even worse, and they're gonna fall off faster. I would think. Yeah. Um, that's kind of like what I do, right? Not racing. When you get the restart, and it may not be real, you know, it's, it's a simulator. It tries its best. But on the oval tracks, and I don't, Norman, you'll probably be like, oh, that's why you always sucked. But what I would always do is when I came out on new tires, you know, for a 
one or two laps, you can kind of get a little dicey, but you know, you can't do it more than that, or you're just going to burn the tires up. So you try to find yourself a good position for a couple of laps, and then you start kind of setting your pace. You know, that's how I always yeah. did it anyways. And if he's doing that, you know what I mean? Thinking that he's got those couple of laps, he just, he, he burnt those tires even worse. Yeah. The thing with me when it came not to get on iRacing again, is I just, I put too much will into it because you can't really feel that oversteer or the understeer when you start turning the wheel and you're still trying to turn and the car's not turning. It's hard mm -hmm. to feel that in sim like it, unlike real life, where you can actually like, oh, I'm plowing. Yeah. Um. So I, that's what he, that's what killed me and definitely oval racing because that's it's worse in oval racing than it is in um road racing. Yeah. But no, I, yeah. I think you you've got to tell them. Now, if he only had like two laps to five laps on those scuff tires, yeah, maybe you don't tell him. Maybe you make him believe that he has something and he doesn't. Just like they did in Days of Thunder when he had um, yeah. the perfect match. Days of Thunder, that is like a true on, you know, one-to-one -one real life scenario. The whole movie. <laughs> I forgot what that quote was about when he said about the tires. Oh, what was that line? It was like, it was like, uh, uh, true spec and something i mean it was goofy i'm dropping the hammer <laughs> yeah there you go but anyways that was that was pretty much all i had to say about the nascar deal was uh just that little bit of controversy it's not really controversy they're gonna get together they'll talk about the professionals it's just truex has been in the league long enough you should be able to tell him because i think he could have done probably a little bit better than what he i mean he did the best he could but he might have been able to you know save it a little bit better i i don't know yeah but. and he was complaining about his did you talk about the steering wheel uh, uh no no no. go ahead oh yeah uh martin truex was complaining about his steering wheel the entire race did, mm. did you guys see that no no the entire race he was complaining about how like from on the out lap on the, well i'm a road racer on the the pace lap he basically came back on his crew and was like hey something about this wheel isn't right like it's too tight or there's not, you know, like, or there's too much play. I don't remember what he said, huh. um, but he complained about it the whole time. And basically his crew chief the entire time was telling him, like, it's going to take us way too long to fix it. It's not worth it. And he was like, well, I don't know. It might be because I can't drive this car uh, properly. So there's something going on there. Yeah. And, uh, and they basically kept coming back at him like, well, see if you can deal with it. And he said something on the radio to the effect of like, you guys should know, you guys should know this. Like, you sh you should have caught this. Um, you could hear the frustration in his voice. That's yeah. It's not good. Poor guy. I thought from the little bit of the race I caught, I thought he was kind of in the top ten all day, wasn't he? He ran pretty good, but he complained about his uh, steering wheel the whole time. I will say this, uh, not to. To beat a dead horse when it comes to nascar but growing up i used to love the richmond race i thought that short track race was always fun because it's such a unique track i don't know how you feel on it levi but i know that race used to always be entertaining to me yeah i heck i remember that time that uh truex actually uh did a 50 50 grind down the wall because he got punted up on it and his car was stuck on it they had to pull it off the wall and stuff 
It was funny they did a replay and like he was just flooring it the whole time. And he said, I didn't know what else to do. The car was stuck up on the wall, so I just hammered down. <laughs> it was just spinning out on the chain link. But no, that race used to be cool. Um I mean, not that it's not now, it's just I know they still yeah. do it. I love my I still love the night race. They're better than the day race. Yeah. Yep, yep. Well, we should get a banger next week. Where do they go next week? Bristol Dirt. Bristol Dirt. I still don't know how I feel about that, boys. I still can't. That's still hard for me to get behind. Dirt racing stock cars, baby. I don't mind them doing dirt racing and stock cars, but it's like... Turn right to go left. We'll talk about it more next week. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Yep. (laughs) Anyway, tune in to Bristol. Happy Easter, everybody. I think we've got a lot of... Didn't... Didn't NASCAR used to not race Easter weekend? It was Mother's Day weekend and Easter weekend they wouldn't race on. I won't race on sure. my mamas. I won't race. <laughs> <laughs> yes. There's two people I won't race for. Okay? There's two people I'll set aside and do it. <laughs> not anymore. That's nope. just your mama. Fox was like, yeah, that's not going to work. <laughs> There's going to be so many people home. We can watch so many. We can, So many people can watch our commercial. I mean, our race. <laughs> Uh, that's one thing I would say. I know y'all are talking about shortening races. I think NASCAR also needs to shorten the season and to drop some races. Debatable. Debatable. I mean, heck, the hardest thing to watch, y'all just got done talking about it earlier when we were BSing, but, you know, baseball and all that, they've changed the rules now that they've got all these timers and stuff to make it quicker. Um, Antonio, he's not here, but he was always touching on why do we got to run 400 laps at Richmond kind of thing. You know what I mean? He was used another example, but it's kind of like, you know, couldn't you shorten that to after, 300? After the Formula One race and IndyCar race, it seemed like an eternity. And I, yeah. I watched him in that order. It was my choice, right? But still, like... Yeah. I just, I feel that if you shorten the season, the ra- you're going to carry people more to want to watch the race because I think IndyCar does it perfect and Formula One does it perfect. You get two or three races back to back to back, and then you're off for a week or so. And then by the time you get ready for that next race, you're just itching. You're like, finally, another race. Now they keep you. I think if Formula One raced every weekend, I think it would be like NASCAR for me. I'd get bored with it. Come burn out. Yeah, I agree. And I, and I think I, I get burnout with NASCAR because there are so many races and, you know, only 10% of the races are actually, like, worth watching. Yeah. Well, that's crazy because that was something that Antonio wanted us to touch on was that F1 will not be back after this race until April 30th, I think. Yeah. Azerbaijan. So Azerbaijan. They have the coolest Which is one of my favorite anthem. tracks on the schedule. It's I like it. I like it. Yeah, we can get you more gotta wait that. a month for it. You gotta wait a month for it. Yeah, dang it. Well, IndyCar went by really quickly. The month that we had to wait for Texas, they say I know I turned around and it was here. Yeah, yeah, but you had a lot of stuff going on. Okay, yeah. well, hold on. Let's do Antonio some justice. Hot take, real quick on uh, NASCAR. Josh Berry running for Chase Elliott. Yep, yep, killing it. Yep, second place. Do we think he needs? Do good. we think he needs a seat and cup? Oh, probably over some of these other guys that I've been trashing on since we started this podcast. McDowell, <clears throat> he'll get thrown in a he'll get thrown in a seat, and it'll be a 
too big of a seat too early. Go down that road with it, huh? Anyway, Josh Berry, really impressed with his performance overall. Really good. Um, get better, Chase, but, you know, anyway, we're missing you less <laughs> all of a sudden. <laughs> you know what's eating him up, too. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, he's like, man, in that car, I could have done more because this guy's, you know, green and, you know, just a rookie and stuff like that. But, um, yeah. <laughs> well, good on him, man. Yeah. Get, get better, Chase. Yeah. But good job, get better, Josh. But good job, bro. Seriously, we like almost it. dad joked it right there. Uh-huh. <laughs> I kind of wanted to hear it, but I'm glad you didn't. I was going to say you said he's green. I was going to no, he's a berry. Uh, hey, yo, <laughs> so funny. I guess before we hit IndyCar, we got to talk about the truck wreck a little bit, right? Oh, yeah. That was brutal, Rough. man. Rough. And I don't know if it was because of the dirt or the smoke or what, but ugh. And then, and then that I don't know who was who at that point when they were starting to zoom in and go to different camera angles, but one of those guys got out, and you could see seem like his legs were shaking. Yeah, like he just couldn't hold himself up, and he just crumpled in pain. It was like, good gosh, those cars are going really fast. Trucks going really fast, and you know they got it cleaned up fairly quick. I don't know why we don't get half of that crew and send them out to F one every week. We'll get there, bro. <laughs> Come on. Because those guys are actually paid, and that's their I career know. is to clean those wrecks up. Well, if F1 had just a little more money, you know. <laughs> I know. But anyways, though, the, that wreck was horrendous, really. It really was. When it happened, I was like, what am I watching? I know I picked Because it just kind of kept going on. I know I picked the wrong weekend to not go to Texas Motor Speedway. <sighs> Dang it, man. Yeah. Between the wreck yeah. and the IndyCar race. And Indy. Yeah, that Indy was crazy. That worth the price of admission for sure. The IndyCar race was one of the best races I've seen in a long time. We're not to Indy just yet. And I'll bring this topic back up, but I was on the edge of my seat. 200 miles an hour, two by two by two around that track. I was like, something's about to happen and it's not going to be pretty. Oh, come on. Let's be on Indy. Let's be on Indy. Yeah, let's go Indy. Go let's Indy. Go Indy. Our NASCAR guy is in here. We're good. We're NASCAR driving circles. Sorry, NASCAR. Indy was better this week. Go. I have to say, Texas always puts on a show for IndyCar. It was killer. Everything's bigger in Texas. Yes, sir. Yeah, I don't... I love the Indy-Texas race. It is, like I was just touching on, it is... I haven't seen one like this in a while, but... That was scary towards the end of the race where we're, what, four rows deep, two by two on each other's tails at 200 plus miles an hour around the track. Like mm. one mistake from the leaders and you're wiping out the whole field. Dude, no, 230 miles an hour. I don't oh, know. If, okay. I don't not, know if you caught bad. that. They were doing 229 on the dog leg. Good oh, That's what I said. I was like, oh my God. God, that is fast. That is why, why, fast. How, how are they not slowing these cars down? How is I getting away with this? Like, <laughs> 227 on like exiting turn four onto the front straight dog leg. Like 226, 227, 229. I don't know if I saw 230, but it was close. That's fast. Dude, that's crazy. That's fast. I'm sorry. The top 10 drivers at the end of that race have balls then. Yeah, because you could have dropped a blanket over them. 
but let's get on. Let's 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 rewind. Um, the beginning of the race was really good. We had what five cars lead, five different drivers lead a lap in the first like fifteen laps. Yes, it was stress inducing. Yeah. Um, and then finally, New Garden Pato Award drove away from the field and actually those two drivers lapped the entire field. Yeah. <laughs> Pato was on another level, man. That was yeah, crazy. I, I was kind of in that checkout mode. Like this race is over. It's done with, you know, boring Texas race. I forget who calls the caution. Um, Felix Rosenquist, right? Yes. Hit the wall. And then came, and then he tried to get it back on the inside and slam the inside wall like super hard. Wasn't that wasn't that it? I think that was that caution, which brought you know I think that I think it brought eight cars back to the lead lap. So which changed the whole that from that point on, the race was on. Because everybody was wasn't going to let Pato Award and Joseph New well first off Pat there was a fuel run there so everyone was backed up and wouldn't run full speed no one wanted to lead the race which was crazy to see and then we had the um Kyle Kirkwood incident uh which was unfortunate which took the fuel mileage out of it i think Joseph Newgarden and Pato Award came down for tires and everyone else stayed out and they drove around the field again. And then we had one, another caution. And if y'all remember any of this and want to correct me that I'm getting something wrong, please. Um, they, we had that next caution. So then the likes of um, Polo and Dixon and McLaughlin and um, all those guys, Herda, all came down and took tires the next time by. Which made the racing really, really interesting. And then my boy Romaine um, got tight, or not, got arrow washed coming out of turn two. And into the wall he went, which ended the race, unfortunately. But I think... I'm not going to complain the race ended under caution. Yeah, not at all. It it seemed right when it happened. I mean, it just is what it is. Racing's like that sometimes, but um, they got enough action in that it. I don't think it was a problem at all. No, I was really happy with the way the race ended. No complaints at all. Like, take take note, everyone else. Yeah, everyone else is on this got to get it under green flag, which is cool. I mean, I get it. Nine times out of ten, you want to see. Eight times out of ten, you want to see a green flag finish. But when it does happen the way it happened, and you just gracefully bow out and say, okay, we've done enough. We've got our laps in. He's the winner. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, I was happy with it. Yeah, another crazy, just real quick stat that I'm looking at, because I'm looking at the standings. So with all the caution laps run... The average speed for this race was 169, almost 170 miles an hour. That's insane. Crazy thing is when you line them all up, Romain Grosjean actually hit the 170 for an average, but he had that little bit of a 
Accidente, if I remember right. Yeah, he... The car checked up, unfortunately. The car checked up in yep. front of him, and he was trying to pass the car on the low side, which got him a little bit closer than he wanted to be to that car in front of him in his lane, which arrow washed him, and he had to check up off to try to not hit the car above him. And from that point, he just couldn't keep it out of the marbles either and hit the marbles and went to the outside wall. I mean, top 10, uh, three Chip Ganassi cars in the top 10? Yeah. Had a good day. Uh, Erickson, uh, Dixon, and uh, Pelo. Pelo was strong, man. My boy Award. He looked good. He looked good in the McLaren. Yeah. Award was. Award deserved to win that race. I think so, but I'm not going to say it. But also, I think Romain deserved to win St. Pete. Romain's strong. He's yeah, strong I was. I was extremely impressed. He said he's working on his oval skills, and it shows. And this is the last Texas race, right? How could they not? That was exciting. That was good racing. And they didn't use any freaking formula stuff on the track, whatever that crap's called. Yeah, they just unloaded and raced. Yeah, they didn't put that grippy stuff down. That grippy stuff. That's a technical term right there. <laughs> hey, hand me a bucket of that grippy stuff. That's <sighs> what we call it down here in Alabama. <laughs> down in Alabama. Hey, grab that grippy stuff. We got to go throw it on the track. There's, there's speculation. So the short answer is no. They, we don't have any proof that they will be racing next year. But there's speculation that there's a multi-year deal signed. And after seeing, it's probably because they wanted to see what would happen. And after seeing this race, we better see Texas on the schedule. That was great. But it was also, I still have to go. That's scary. As fast and as close as they were running. I was actually starting to get nervous there for a little bit. That's why we watch Yeah, it. you could see the reflection of Pato Award's car and Joseph Newgarden's rims when they were running on the back straight at 225 <laughs> miles an hour. I was hopping up and down in my living room, man. That was that was that was awesome. That was awesome. And of course, NBC did a great job with the calls. I thought the commercials were really well placed. We didn't have a lot of caution period in the race, but even the 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 green flag commercials that weren't side by side were in pretty good moments. Like they made sense. Like all right, everyone's pitted. Like we're kind of flowing commercial. Yeah. Um. Because I'm a big TV exec that can have an opinion about that. But yeah, you go. I anyway. You know, I I um thought that they handled it well and then finished under yellow. The race wasn't too long. I watched every lap of the race and I didn't feel exhausted. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Um, I was exhausted emotionally because of how good of a race it was, but I wasn't like, like when I watched NASCAR, because I didn't watch it live, I watched it on, you know, recorded on whatever. And uh, I, you know, you, you kind of, you're like, all right, like we got a hundred and something laps till the next co competition caution, <laughs> which kind of sucks anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. And so like, you know, I'll, I'll skip 40 laps and like in the corner you can see the little screen and so you watch like the race order and if anything drastically changes you pause it you know and that's how sometimes I watch NASCAR races I'll be honest I'm sure not everyone does that but sometimes I'm like okay I don't have three and a half hours to 
get the gist of this, right? But yeah. for that IndyCar race, I'd be damned if I hit the fast forward button. And <laughs> yeah. I mean, I had to see every lap. It was killer. It was it was killer. Yeah. I, I think race. if you hit hit the fast forward button in the IndyCar race, you probably went through three lead changes. Yeah, it was nuts, man. You just net and the runs that the guys were getting from fifth and fourth place were nutty. Just crazy. Oh, yeah. And their onboard camera of, you know, like Pato Award would drop back to like fifth place or fourth place. And his onboard of him catching the leader was like he was on a different level. And then he'd hit the the clean air and drag. And the dirty air was, if, if you watch the race, they were positioning their cars to, they were driving the car behind them. Mm-hmm. It was really cool. They were using the dirty air off their car to influence the decision of the car behind them. And I know that that kind of happens naturally, but to see the lead car doing it intentionally, using the air, not the track position or the entry to the corner, strictly using the air current off of their car to disrupt the guy behind them was, I mean, it was just awesome, man. It was space age, man. These cars are going 230 miles an hour. It was battling with air. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I was so impressed. It was killer. I, yeah. I'm not going to miss an IndyCar race this year for sure after the first two. Yeah, we're on to yeah. Long Beach now. Oh, man, that one's going to be great. It's always. Uh, it's a. There's always going to be a massive wreck in the fountain. You just watch. You can do it, Pato. Don't get in the wreck. We have faith. You won't get second every time, buddy. We have faith. Do it. This can't happen. And then they're, after Long Beach, they're coming to you, right? Uh, yeah. Birmingham, Alabama. Oh, yeah. Literally right in my backyard. That's awesome, man. And that's like, not a lie. It's literally my backyard is the track. That's so cool. <laughs> too bad you're not, too bad you're not going, you know? Uh, I'll be there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I might try to be there, but we'll see. I You don't even have to get a hotel room. I can sleep in your yard. At the track? Uh, I have a guest room. What if I wanted to camp outside? I can put you in the backyard with all the dog poop. Cool. It's way too humid <laughs> down there to do that. Yeah, no way. I'm just joking. <laughs> just always wanted to camp at Barber. Barber. You could just camp at my buddy's house in his backyard. Same thing, apparently. <laughs> Same thing. Well, I think yeah, let's, um, uh, let's talk about the big talk. The big elephant in the room. The big international... Do we want to get to the elephant or do we want to like talk about the race and then get to the elephant? I mean, there's let's talk about there is a few things that I was gonna say there's things a few things we can't go over in the race. I mean, Leclerc unfortunately got beached, so there was one Ferrari in the race all race long. Um, signs the only one left there. The start, I don't know. There was a couple of different um grid starts as we will go on. That's part of the debacle. <laughs> but uh the fir- you know, after the first caution they had another grid star after the first red flag and stuff. Um I think the first one I don't know. It was uh, there's a lot of people say they should have been a red flag. Yeah. I don't I don't uh, what do y'all feel? I, I think that it should have been. Gravel and stuff is not gonna be good going through there. I think that the cars under safety car are going to take two minutes to get around or more, way more. Sweep it off. It's not oil. I, have, I don't know. We've had this conversation about their track workers. They're not NASCAR style. That's it's a broom. Kind of Just sweep it. 
I know. Go back and watch the replay. Three cars went through that gravel on the track before the, like, when the safety car was being released and it actually already made a path for the cars to drive through. I know, but that's only on the line, and I don't think anybody was taking the racing line through there from the beginning to the end. There were of that there were no lap cars, so there's not going to be any like wave arounds under safety car. Um, like if you're the safety car, you can just wait and check up a little bit. I know. I guess you could make the case that someone could pit and then come around, but like I don't. The red flag felt. Like Formula One wanted to make something out of it, and they did. Yeah, yeah. And then what? The other, the other one that we had there was uh, the Haas, correct? Um, losing Magnuson. Yeah, yeah. Magnuson. The wall I think and the tire was, came off. Yeah. Besides that, I don't think there was any other um, physical car retirements on track. Besides the debacle at the end, um, I think the racing's you had Russell there, go out, yeah. George Russell had a boom boom, uh, yeah, old school boom boom, too. They talked about that, it was actually flames out the back like it used to be in cars. Um, I feel sorry for him, man. Um, they brought him in before that red flag. I think it was the right move. I think they saw there was going to be more B VSCs or safety, you know, physical safety cars, so. They went in and brought him in. My wife was very upset about it because she she was thinking that they might have got him out of the way for Hamilton. Um, I, I'm sure she ain't the only one that was kind of seeing that. Um, and then over the over the radio was actually a little bit of kerfuffle between them and the team too because I guess they had told him to keep Hamilton within you know striking distance, and then you know he he was not having that so. Anyways, um, brought him in. He got stuck, you know, and then his car blew anyway, so it didn't matter. But That was uh, tough for him. But, the, I mean, I think Mercedes made the right call. They were, there was no reason to believe that I don't. Yeah, I don't think they believed there was a red flag coming. Yeah. Uh, no, I think they thought there was going to be some VSCs and stuff, so everybody else would have to come in. He would rotate back up to the front, I think was their thought process, or that's what I was thinking. Anyways. Or they were going to have to all make green flag stops, and he had already stopped. Exactly. Um, and then you've got, you know, some of the guys down lower had some decent races. Um, you know, Hulkenberg was kind of up there all day. He wasn't up there where he was there towards the I mean, he was having a decent day for, for Haas. Um, like I said, bad luck with Magnus in there going a little wide. And then, you know, Max was pretty dominant, looked pretty strong. Perez was trying to make his way up through the pack. He did okay. Um, at first, I was I told him, you know, before the race started, I, I told myself, let's see what he can do, right? Because he was in a similar situation as Max. Because Max is in 15th and came up, you know, to second. Let's see if he can get in the top five. That's what my brain thinking. But then that, that, that wasn't fair. The track's not made for Red Bull, honestly. They didn't have as dominating, you know what I mean, as qualifying in, in practice. Hard to overtake on. Before we yeah. really dive into F1, just let's... I just want to kind of get opinions. I hear opinions. I don't believe it is. I just think it was just their day. Y'all think Mercedes showed some strengths this weekend. Y'all think they're coming around, or do you think that was just a fluke race for them? I think it's track. Me too. Okay. Yeah, so we're I, all on the same page. 
Yeah. Yeah, no, I think I think some tracks are going to go to them and tracks are going to go away for them. Um, we may be jaded. We may that, be jaded again at Baku. Very much so. Yeah, I mean, there's going to be some tracks that's going to fade to them. I'm kind of with Hamilton. If they throw side pods on that car, it's not going to fix the issue. So I say they ride it out this year and try to do some stuff in the off season towards the end of the season, start doing some testing for next year and kind of chalk this one up. They're still up there. They're, I mean, they're not going to go and get. They're not in the bottom by any means. Um, and then Alonzo doing Alonzo, you know, he stays up there with them, even though, you know, they're having Mercedes is having a good day. So I think anyways, you can't say Alonzo doing a lot. You can let me rephrase this. Alonzo is doing Alonzo, but that car is good because you can see it coming through stroll too. Yeah. Yeah. Good car. Oh, it is. I think we may we may see some artificial Mercedes, not dominance, but performance over the next couple of races. I mean, Baku is, it's got really long straights, but I mean, so far we've kind of, I mean, Australia has got some pretty long straights on it too. Um, and there's three DRS zones, and we've all been talking about Red Bull's advantage in DRS and all of that. But Mercedes did a pretty good job holding their own um, up front. I think we may see something similar at Baku, and we may see something kind of similar in Miami, too. Um, when we go to Imola in May, I think that's when maybe reality will come back to everyone. It's a classic track. It has a little bit of everything, and I think Mercedes is going to really drop the ball at Imola. And we'll save that for a May episode. But going forward, I guess I have no reason to believe that Mercedes is going to just all of a sudden not perform over the next couple of races. I mean, they're all kind of high wall, um, tight corner street tracks that we're going to, including Miami, even though they say it's not. Yeah, I just, I had a feeling that this week, like, Mercedes was the second strongest car on track. Yeah, I think so, It was too. the Red Bull, and then it was Mercedes, and Ferrari was not even close to Mercedes, and that's what took me by surprise this weekend. Signs wasn't close to Mercedes. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. He's not coming to grips with the car, like Leclerc is. Well, we sure. have a lot to see out of Ferrari still. I th- Baku's... I, I think we may see a, a Ferrari do well at Baku. The thing I'm afraid of, the more we keep hearing about news from Red Bull, it really does seem like they might be trying to hide their dominance a little bit. They might... Uh, watching Max go from... past Lewis for the lead and then go from like eight seconds in front of him or five seconds in two laps or whatever it was. I don't know, man. I'm I'm skeptical that Red Bulls just they they're so good they know they can't show it. Uh, the those uh, every qualifying session, every time Max is just like, what's the fastest lap? Like, it's just well he he almost dumped the car about mid race because somebody else got fastest lap, so he started pushing again to get fastest lap. Like he can do it, I think, at any point. Uh, to your point, you know what I mean? He's he's just kind of sandbagging until he needs to. Unfortunately, at that time, the tires were at the end of a cycle, and and he almost lost it. Which, you know, I'm having arguments 
uh, with myself because I'm like, I get that he wants every point, but bro, you're about to win this race and you almost dumped the car just trying to get one more point. Like, stop. What if he knows it doesn't matter if he dumps the car? He'll still win the championship. He just knows it. Uh, that's hard to say. I, don't I think it's, I think you see him doing it because it's a, a quality. Like, why push the parts like that when we don't have to? Because he's Max oh, Verstappen. Yeah. yeah, but Max has got to go to the max, I guess. But it is frustrating to watch when you're like, what are you doing, dude? You almost right. killed the car for one point. And when that happened, I was um, thinking like, oh, guys, we're right. We were talking about this. Yeah, like, here it oh, is. we were talking about this. Yeah. But he still won. Wow. Nah, he's still done because they're just so much faster. <laughs> I think it happens this year still, though. Oh, yeah. We might see it at Baku. I think he wrecks the car. Totals a car, totals something because he's pushing too hard because he's trying to get one extra tent that he doesn't need. Yeah, It's obvious that Red Bull is fast, but both drivers have been complaining every race about. And I guess you, if you're an old salt Formula One, you can make the argument that they're doing that on purpose to keep discussion. You know, if they were so dominant, they would need everyone to be like, oh, what's Red Bull doing? Like, what are they doing? But oh yeah we'll see man i think they'll be really dominant in baku too and uh i guess segue a tad the other thing that scared me was how dominant max was on every restart even well i mean like sometimes he didn't Ooh. like the first start he didn't get the corner first start was bad but it, it doesn't yeah. matter we give the guy no. five minutes yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like, on the restarts, as in like the first five right. laps. Yeah, that's oh, what I mean. Yeah. Like right off the line, the Red Bull has been good, but not the Shaky. best every time. But as far as like the first forty corners of of a race, oh, it's yeah. just like holy crap, guys! Like, no, because that's what kills me is I just don't understand how you can dominate everything except for the like the, the off the grid start. He has issues. He. uh I don't know. Something's going on there. Perez doesn't do well, but Perez over his career hasn't been the best off the line. Right. Uh, but Max has gotten a jump on people before, but this year he's having a few issues. This race really showed it was bad. Um, got himself into a little bit of a pickle, but like you say, he's so fast. It didn't just matter. matter. Um, but then come down to the end of the race. Wait, 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 wait hold on. Wait, I want y'all's opinion on whoa, the whoa, whole. Whoa. I know that they the FIA said that what Lewis did behind the safety car backing up everyone as far as he did was technically okay. But do you guys think it was really okay? He does it every time. He's done it for the last seven Watching years. Watching all those back markers go over the gravel and everything because of how backed up it was in a blind corner. I just felt like, I felt like it was kind of stupid and I didn't like it. I'm pretty sure if, if I'm the FIA, if I'm F1, I tell him, you don't do that again. You should keep at least a cert this certain speed. You can go faster if you want to, but you need to keep a minimum speed. I think there should be a minimum speed. Because I, I, what, what gets me is how many years, when watching F1, how many years have we heard the drivers, can we please have the pace car faster? I got to get heat in the tires. I got to get heat in the tires. Uh -huh. Then as soon as the pace car drives away, you do three miles an F an hour. Yeah. Shut up, dude. <laughs> Go. Like, it's so dumb. Okay, anyway. I'll put it yeah. to you this way. Did he break a rule? No. Was it stupid? Yes. 
That's yeah. That's just your plain straight up forward what happened. I think there needs to be some more regulations put in to keep that from happening. And it's not all it is is freaking head games is all they're trying to play with each other. And that's what's stupid. It's like stop playing the head games. It's like the guy lining up at the drag strip who won't freaking um bump into the box and waits there for like 10 seconds before he bumps in the box to make you sit there. Yeah. Well, same thing happened a couple of years back with Max pulling up next to Hamilton, the whole pace lap coming up to the green, you know, right next to him, right next to him. Finally, they told him, you know, it's an overtake and you can't overtake. So just stay behind him. But he did the same thing. It was just head games. Yeah. And then, but Max got a penalty for it. Yeah, the the head games I don't like is it didn't hurt anybody for the top 10. It was everybody behind that that was almost running over each other that were just trying to stay with pace. Like, yeah. they're just trying to stay. The blind up. corner on a street circuit. Uh, what are you doing? No, and there's no, I guess, race engineer, yada, yada. But still, like, we're driving a multi-million dollar piece of basically upside down jet fighter. Like, yeah, like something bad could happen. <laughs> For real. <laughs> yeah, what if, what if two cars wreck right there? You know, then then does he get penalized? If, like, three or four of them pile up yeah. in the back? And, I mean, the only the only person you can say to fall is the leader of them. Like, they can't overtake. No one else was going this Yeah, way. so, yeah. anyway. um, So, the, anyway, I just wanted to get our opinion on that because I thought it was strange and kind of weird. And No, I had, I'd let that slip my mind. It was weird, and I, I think that they need to have a talk with him. I'm hoping since they've got, like, a month before the next race, though. <laughs> look at some of this stuff and get it straight because that's just the stuff that just doesn't need to happen. Right. right? Yeah. That was, just, I think I it mean, gets hidden behind the debacle of the rest of the race though. Yeah. I, oh, I totally God, forgot about horrible. it till you brought it up and I was like, Oh yeah, I know. I know. And it was a big deal. I was, I was cussing at my TV. What the hell are you doing? You know? Yeah. But, um, so Magnuson was the chaos. Red yeah. Flag. So Magnuson was a chaos red flag, which that one I think they should have red flagged. There was pieces of carbon yeah. all over the track. A guy got hit in the stands. He posted on Instagram or whatever. Oh wow, I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, it was a little nick on his arm, but he was like holding a piece of a rim and had blood coming down his arm. Pretty nice. gnarly. Oh, I get a tattoo on like underneath it. Have Magnuson K Max on it. Did you redo? Yeah, like, get that tattooed on my arm. But. I guess we're, we're we're getting to the elephant in the room. Oh, the big elephant. So, yeah. That was my elephant noise. They, I was gonna say. <laughs> they did say they threw the red flag because of debris on the track. And from what Dave said, I can agree that, okay, the red flag should have been thrown by the precedence they had set. But you still don't have to try to restart the race. They even okay, so the announcers even said it at that time that on a red flag you can you can end the race at any time. I guess it's yeah. up to the stewards or FIA or whatever. They could just say, you know what, that's it. Yeah, lock it. It is. Yeah, what they could have done that. They totally could have done that. There's so many things they could have done differently. And and. So they went to a grid restart. Uh, did that not blow y'all's mind when they said we're going to a grid style restart? I was like, why? I mean, like... And you don't have to. You could just end the race. They could just... You could end the race, but you you, you can go to a safety car start, right? Right. 
But I think the problem with it is, is when you do that, you waste laps. Because I think they have to have at least two warm-up laps. But they didn't even get that because we got this chaotic restart on new well, soft, that's cold what I'm tires. Ice cold tires. That's what I'm saying, though. If you go to a grid start, then you lose one lap. In quotes, you lose one lap. We know we lost way more than that. But okay, you yeah. lose one lap if everybody could have got out clean because they got a, 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 a formation lap is all they have. I just... First of all, I don't like the being able to change tires under red flag thing. I think a red flag should freeze the race. Everyone freeze. If you have damage on your car, I think that that's a different story. But like if you if you got caught out or if you're George Russell and you made a arguably a good strategy choice and pitted like I don't think it's fair. And then and then we get this restart on ice cold soft tires, which the in, the entire grid was planning to run to the end on hards. Everyone was on hards. They were saying you could run like 40 something laps on hards or more. Um last year didn't someone pit on the last lap for softs just so they because they had to. <laughs> like um yep. and so I mean we had this whole race and then red flag throw it all out the window. If you are in the UK and you woke up at ungodly hours, if you're me and you're laying in bed at midnight for race start watching this, um, this is like 1.30 in the morning. It's like, doesn't matter. Let's throw it out the wall. Everyone take new tires. Let's try it from the grid. Couple laps. Let's go. Shoot out. NASCAR style. You know how we love that. And what did we get? We got chaos. We got absolute chaos. It's exactly what we thought. Fernando goes off, Stroll goes off, DeVries goes off, all these people go off in the background, the Alpines crash into each lost, other. Lost both Alpines, and on top of that, just real quick, that goes against their engine, transmission, uh, you know, all the upgrades, they're already down all those now. Yeah, just horrible. So if they have just a regular mechanical failure, they're, they're screwed now, and it had nothing to do with anything they did. Yeah, just horrible. And I don't want to take the spotlight on the the dialogue and the story here but overall that basically what happened and i'll let you guys re you know reiterate but they just threw it all out the window and said yeah you know what tell you what um we didn't like that this is what it felt like as a fan at least we didn't like that we don't even we don't like the way that this ended we don't like the fact that fernando's not in third place let's just reset it but oh alpines sorry you're screwed because your car's undrivable and Carlos Sainz, mm -hmm. you wrecked out Fernando Alonso on that restart that we decided to throw out the window, so you get a five-second penalty. But let's... Can we talk about that alone real yeah. quick? I, I love Alonso. I know what he was trying to do. He's trying to go... He was trying to... In, I think he was trying to inside out him. And so he went outside, then back in. And when he went around, I think Sainz was there. I don't blame Sainz for that wreck. If I, I blame Alonso, maybe I'm wrong. I'm it's a cold am, tire that's the way restart. I like, I don't. We saw some contact in that race. We saw people get turned around in the first couple laps of the race. No penalties came out. Saw a racing incident. All good. And and then that happens. And yeah, we get a five second penalty. And to make it even more confusing, it's at the end of the race, but it's not technically the end of the race because we're on lap fifty seven or whatever. We're gonna do a restart. From the grid, but 
No one can pass each other because it's technically a formation lap. So signs, poor signs is back there. The delta is mattering, by the way. The distance to the car behind him is being counted uh, on his penalty and against the penalty. Um. Anyway, uh, so... See, you know, and I'm very confused on that because I look on the F1 website as of right now and it says that from the leader was Verstappen. So I guess what I'm trying to say is where was signs at place was fourth, fifth? He was fourth, fourth. technically. He was he was setting fourth on the grid in quotes right before the penalty. Yes. Right. Well, from fourth, where did they actually put him? Yeah. Well, see, they were gapped. And like, I don't know. <laughs> it's so just like convoluted almost or something. Like you just can't ever figure out the true story of it all. Yeah, and and that's that's my problem number one is we need clarity. As a fan, if we want to be passionate about this, we need to be able to be like, oh, that's this and this is that's when this happens. Uh, that's how you get new fans by word of mouth. Is so like I can talk to my buddy who's going to come over and watch the race. This happens every year. He's never watched Formula One race. Inner buddy here or Laura's friend or whoever. And, um, you know, we, we when stuff like this happens, it makes me feel like an idiot. But I'm like, I don't know. Never seen this before. <laughs> I don't know why they're doing this. This is really weird. Um, it needs to be more clear cut. That was not clear cut. The entire no. last 30 minutes of that race was me going, what? what what who you know and that that was uncomfortable for me one because i it's 2 30 in the morning and i pissed away two and a half hours of my life to see this ridiculousness happen which was yeah. either here nor there whatever you know i'm a race fan sometimes it happens but for the most part yeah like they just threw it out the window reset the grid doesn't matter that the austin martins crashed out we're gonna put him right back alonzo gets podium it doesn't matter. He was in the gravel at turn one on the last mm. restart. Not this red flag, last red flag. It just felt strange to me, man. And poor signs. God. Yeah, got to give some props to Stroll, though, for going mudding in an F1 car. Somehow still got it out of there. Yeah, that was tight. Just saying. Yeah, good job, buddy. My, those are all good complaints. But after watching a video that I posted for us and hearing that, F, the FIA ruled that it was their discretion where they choose to mark the field, if it's at the start or if it's at the safety car line two. Everyone was by safety car line two, but they still decided, oh, it's our discretion to change what we we'll decide where we want to freeze the field. Yeah, the FIA wanted that to happen. I feel like... And I that's... You can't have a discretion call. It has to be... Clear cut right there. Yeah. And, and gosh, the, this is, and this is something that I was talking about amongst family the other day. This is the precedent for all karting series, all endurance series. It's the FIA. This is the FIA making these calls. And I just don't think that this is a good example of what good racing is. It's really unclear. It's biased. Yeah. Even if it's not biased, it shouldn't make me feel biased. This Every Formula One fan had flashbacks of Max and Lewis when this happened. I was like, what are we doing? 
Like, yep. What are we doing here? Why are we doing it? Is it if it's good? If it's for good TV only, come out and say it. Come out and say it. We're doing this because it's for good TV. And let us vote for some driver that gets DRS one extra time per race. And let's have a recharge zone. Sound familiar? Like all, all of all of these things don't make good racing for me. They make a, a gimmick. It, and I don't want Formula One to be a gimmick, even if it already is a little bit. And we can all admit that a bit sometimes. But for the most part, this is the pinnacle of motorsport. And what happened on Sunday was not the pinnacle of motorsport. It wasn't, it, it was a joke compared to the IndyCar race and the officiating that went on in the IndyCar race. It was a joke and it shouldn't be. I'm mad about it. <laughs> it's happened. A finishing debacle has happened twice in three years in Formula One. And all the money that's in this sport and all the, uh, the world's eyes on it you can't have this. Yeah, there's too much money. I mean, just the money alone on the line. I mean, these finishing positions mean a lot when it comes to sponsorships and different things. And if money's the and problem, you to, pay your stewards. Pay pay your marshals. If if you can't get yeah. someone trained enough to sweep a friggin' track in Australia in two or three minutes. Why would, then and why is it Australia is not a not a tight street course? It's not like they like you said they didn't have a lane to drive through. I really don't understand why we went red flag. And are we going? I understand they're going pretty fast on TV when they're going full speed, and then they go to pace laps. Pace laps looks like they're doing twenty five miles an hour. In reality, they're doing sixty to eighty miles an hour. And I get that, but at the same time, like you said, we can get all what was it like eighteen? 17, 15 cars at the time or something, you know, was all, all that was left on the track. They zoom through and you've got a good two minutes. It's not like we haven't seen it before. It, we've seen plenty of stewards they go out on track it. and sweep and do things, pick up debris. They used to. I don't understand what the difference is. Did I miss something? I know that we had a car hit a um, oh, uh, trackside crane. I know that happened. It's fatality. It's all, you know, bad stuff. But besides, I mean, have we had any walking person ever get hit in F1 that Only I know Only pick of? remembers? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. People on track cleaning up the track. I mean, you can tell them in turn one, the pace car is going to slow down to 20 miles an hour. Just get ready for it and take everybody through there at 20 miles an hour while they're cleaning up and then speed up again. Yeah. I don't understand why that had to be a red. It just didn't, it didn't have, have to be a red. Be a red. There was an um, Bahrain... Three or four years ago, there was a track worker that did run across the track to pick up a piece of debris with cars going through there at full speed. And that's dumb. Mm. And that's yeah. on him, though. Yeah, and I'm not. Yeah, that was F1. Didn't I'm not tell asking him to go do these that. stewards yeah. to race their or these marshals to ra risk their life or these marshal crews or whatever to risk their employees' lives. I'm not. I'm not asking anyone to do anything unsafe here. It's just. Sweep the sweep the track. I don't know. And if it's if your argument is well, these people are untrained and we can't expect. Well, then get better people. And if if your argument is that well, we feel like we're putting these people's lives in jeopardy, then slow the cars down more or have Burt Mylander yeah. check up a little bit. Let them all come out. Let them close the pit lane. Let them all come out. Let them all line up. 
No one's lapped. No one's lucky dogging. No one's doing nothing. Like sweep the freaking track. I don't know, man. It felt it felt gimmicky, and as a fan, it made me feel insulted a bit. That like, if well, this is for me, this is not what I want, right? It had that NASCAR overtime yeah. feel, where they're doing this just because they can, just because this is what they think we want, and it has nothing to do with what we want. Um, that's that's kind of the feel I had. I was like, oh man, like F one's one of those that. It's just if it's over, it's over kind of thing, you know? It was tough. Um, I hope it gets better, man. It was just weird. It was just weird, and I don't know. Like you said, it was was the Max Hamilton flashback thing. Like, oh, they're just making up their own rules. This is great. Let's not do this again, you know? Yeah, and and, I mean, we all know how we feel about the current FIA president. I mean, I don't know, man. There's there's uh there's too much of this dumb I'll say it. There's too much of this dumb money in Formula One. There's there's dumb too money. much of this interest in I mean, I guess if you have to keep the lights on, that's one thing. But there's so many other places where Formula One could cut cost other than the quality of my viewing experience. Like, there's so many other places, right? This is a bread and butter. You can cut your pit box. You can cut your pit box down by like three seats and save two hundred fifty. There you 000. go. And if we're talking about unsafe procedure in Formula One, watching Lando Norris and these guys peel out of their pit box on concrete and fishtailing towards cameramen and all of these people in the pit lane, like why aren't we officiating that? Like if we're gonna be cancel culture and cancel all of oh well we can't have stewards on track like we saw what happened Jules Bianchi like. You know, I we how far are we going to take this? I mean, we see those pit guys pull their air guns and those lines out of the way to those cars. I mean, literally inches. And I know they're professionals and whatever, but that's my point. Get professionals out there too. You know, if you're if you're going to allow those guys to literally literally sometimes hop over the front wing of an opposing car as they pit, then what do we you know? Anyway, mm. I'm drilling yeah. this in the ground, but it's it really got under my nerves. Um, yeah, I'm a I, I'm a race fan. I love this sport, and I felt like that was that was a the equivalent to a bad call in overtime in an NFL game, where everyone's like, "Are you kidding me?" Like, you know, <laughs> are you kidding me? Like, it's obvious, it's clear as day that you made that call to extend the game or to you know, make the dialogue better later or whatever. We, as sports fans, we all know it. And, and the officiating crews and leagues will deny it to the end of the world, but it's good TV, baby. Well, and it's, it's fair. Cause like you said, I, they've got to fix it. (laughs) I mean, it can't keep going on like this. No, it's, and it's an easy fix. Just don't do it. You don't need to change the rules or change the cars or the arrow or tire mo- or like how the tire rules. Like, just don't do it. Just like, don't do it. And we hear think- NASCAR overtime getting scrutinized by professional and ex NASCAR drivers too. Nobody really likes this except the guys counting the money at the end of the day, making me watch, you know, ointment commercials. But you, but you got to know about the owner. Yeah. Or Paxlovid or whatever. <laughs> anyway. 
If I see another <laughs> Pax Lovid commercial, I am going to... No, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> Lab Zero Podcast, not sponsored by Pax <laughs> No, definitely not. Anyway. <laughs> We're not looking for that kind of money. You're making me an IndyCar fan, guys. Formula One, NASCAR. Like, IndyCar's been hey. spotless two weeks in a row. Awesome racing. Great commentating. NBC's nailed it. Like, you're making me an IndyCar fan. And if you're, if you're Indy, trying to do the opposite, it was a, it's not it was, working. Good race. Good broadcast. Good Indy. Yeah. Under yellow, we finished. No one was mad. I didn't go, I, I wish that they had Are done a green white checker or whatever. Like, no, it was a great race. And then that's how the cards fell. And that's racing, man. That's how racing goes. And I'm telling you right now, if it comes down to me liking a green white checkered over rolling over the line, like why'd you even leave the pits the last time, F1? Yeah. Why did you even leave the damn procession? Like just stay Some in there. Rich, rich guy, rich sport procession for all of us peasants to sit in the stands and go, what's happening right now? What's, who wins the race? Why is Fernando in third? Like, it doesn't matter. Like, you're not smart enough to know anyway. I don't know. It didn't feel right. The whole thing felt it felt cheap. Well, no, or it felt the opposite. It felt overdone. It felt like a money grab. And uh, hey, isn't this cool? Like, look, there's more cars on the track. Like, there's. I just don't get it. Like, for, <laughs> they said something about the cars have to, you know, finish the race. I don't remember how they were trying to play it, but you don't. If it's a red flag, they can make the decision. Everybody pack it up. Where you're at, where you're at. If you want to give him a five-second penalty on the last lap, racing lap or so, I don't know how you'd do that. Maybe that's the reason they needed to do it. Because if you give him a five-second penalty, then where does that leave him? Here's my thoughts on it. I think it's because they're too dumb <laughs> to do to figure out where everyone's supposed to be and plug it in the computer themselves. They need the freaking computer to plug everything in for itself. Well, and like I say, the automated that, scoring and timing. That was kind of where I'm going at, not that far, but if you give him a five second penalty as in signs for the accident, right? How do you implement five seconds when they're setting still and you end the race? That ended under red flag. I see what you're saying. So if it ends under red flag, there is no five second penalty, doesn't matter because you can't measure five seconds you have to have them back out on track to measure that five seconds that they okay here's get. me giving props to nascar why don't why why isn't it when the yellow comes out or when the red comes out freeze because they don't want to go through the looking at the replays I, it's like they're they don't want to work they don't want to do their job <laughs> they want the computer to do their job for them. they just volunteer. sit back and get the money <laughs> You know, oh man, we got Serena know, Williams waving the flag. We got these, you know, computer engineering interns running the scoring. <laughs> my question is, God, if you want to do it that way, why don't you just let them do a safety car restart at the end of the race? It would have been great. Well, it wouldn't have been, you know, would have been great, but it would have been better. Yeah, I think I, I just. That's how they should have ended that. Like, there was no need to, oh, we're going to grid them all up for one lap. No, just go. Just let them come off, turn, whatever. I don't know how many turns are on that damn track. And let them go. You know? Yeah. I don't I don't know how you fix it at that point, honestly. I, I, 
I think you should have just red flagged it. Once you red flagged it, we set her on for a little bit, and then we say, race is finished. There's no reason to get yeah. these cars back out on track. There's no reason to do anything. Signs, you go to the back of the remaining cars, which is what he did anyways, and we move on down. You know, we go home. Yeah. Um, I, I would have been okay with that. It would have stunk. You want to see a green, but there's nothing else you could do. The track was compromised, apparently, from debris. And there's just nothing you can do about it. So let's just move on. But no, let's fire them back up. Let's roll back out. It felt weird. And now we're going to have a month break to think about it. And I'm sure we'll see <laughs> plenty of defending statements. I know Haas appealed the race finish position. Um, a lot of teams that should have appealed didn't, which was interesting also. Um, and Haas didn't appeal what they should have appealed. They appealed that they... They think that it should have been at the safety car line, which would have put them in sixth overall. But past the safety car line, they got all the way up to fourth. And with Carlos Sainz having the penalty, they would have had their first podium. And that's... That's worth that's, the appeal. That's worth yeah, the appeal. But they didn't point. even appeal to try to get the podium. They just wanted the sixth place finish. Yeah, I would appeal that other so bad. I mean, why not? I think, I think we're going to see a lot of media come out about it over the next couple of weeks i think it, it's yeah. it's obviously going to be talked about this one's not going to get swept under the rug people are going to voice their opinion they already are um so i hope baku's better it always produces i've always loved azerbaijan so hopefully it does what baku does and gives us a good race and hopefully charles doesn't do what charles does at baku yeah no joke right that's <laughs> not Let's not put that juju on him a whole month yeah. ahead of time, ahead of schedule. So to to pull the the Dave of the group, how does F one fix this? Well, mm. good good call. Um, we may touch base on that in the following weeks because I don't know if they don't know how are we supposed to know because they've had plenty of chances of screwing it up and they still haven't got it right. Yeah, I'm with you, man. I'm with you, and and. If it's Formula One's attempt to prevent a boring season because they know that Red Bull is going to be dominant, I don't know, reference Lewis Hamilton like over the last every year. Like we've, we're, we're accustomed to this. And Formula One didn't get this big boom all of a sudden because the racing got better. Like it's because it got glamorized. And that's okay. But now in this limelight, take advantage of it. Give us some good damn racing. And... You know, don't leave us hanging every weekend to tweet about it. That I don't, if you, even if that's their intention, I don't think it's going to work because us three guys who are nobodies are talking about how we're upset. Not no, the FIA is listening in on us right now. Of course, of course they are. Um, but, but like, miss you, Michael. But, um, <laughs> You know, like that, or maybe I don't, if he's going to, he would keep doing that. Um, at least he made it spicy. It, yeah. It, um, at least he tried to say why he did it. Um, anyway, I hope we see some consistency. Uh, I can't beat this dead horse anymore. Yep. I, no, and we'll have plenty of time to talk about it. Like I said, we got a month till. And like you said, Haas is the only one that's come out so far and appealed. I'm sure we'll hear other stuff from other teams at this point because there's nothing else going on in the sport. So, yeah. I also don't want the FIA to do what they normally do and do an overreaction. 
for safety yeah, or fire, whatever. Fire Michael Massey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't want this like whole like rewriting this whole rule book now that this has happened and here's how it's it's like no fix the parts that are broke and just leave it like it is. If y'all want to revisit it at the end of the season, we can amend a few things and let's go on about our day. Yeah. It's probably not gonna happen again. Knock on wood. We hope not. For the rest of the season. I'm not going no. anywhere. Even if it does happen every race, my my stupid self is going to still wake up at five in the morning and stay up till one in the morning to watch races. But I'm going to complain about it If it starts it happening every race, then you might start seeing me be like, I'll just watch the highlights. You know, but I don't I don't yeah. think we're going to have that issue. It won't get that bad. Like I said, they do pretty good for about 15 to 20 races and they screw up. So maybe we're good for Hopefully. a little bit now. Hopefully. Yeah. Baku coming around end of April. Go. The only race we got this weekend is Bristol Dirt. So enjoy, yeah. enjoy that. Have a happy and We Easter. shouldn't even have that. It should be an off week for all of racing. Yeah, I know. Mamas and Jesus. Freaking NASCAR yeah. just going against their, their roots. Dang it. Well, <sighs> it's a sign of the times, man. Times are changing. Times are changing. Well, boys, I think that's going to wrap tonight up. Yep. Happy Easter, guys. Um, yes, everyone have a blessed and blessed Easter. Please um, hug your mom <laughs> uh, for NASCAR. Get Antonio back. Get Antonio back. We'll drag him back in. We'll actually have real life racing update from Antonio. Yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah, because one time a car like bounced over his car. That happened not too long ago. So cool. He also freaking had a guy drive under him in a go-karts. So cool. We're so lucky to have our Canadians.